This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Welcome back. First of all, let me take this opportunity to welcome each and every one of you to our first weekend, Sunday night, and we got a great message for each and every one of you. What a way to start the year. So Happy New Year to each and every person, and uh, let me take this opportunity to thank Apostle Theo, Dr. Bev, for the honor and the privilege to preach to you tonight. Let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. I make it known that I do not trust nor depend on my limited human abilities. I'm trusting in you, Spirit of God, so let the word go forth, filling the hearts of each and every person. In Jesus' name I pray, and if you agree with that, come on, shout amen. The title of my message is Commit and Recommit. So the first question that I would like to ask and answer is number one, is that why commit and commit to what? It's very important that we do it so, so that you can understand the why. Now, let me, let, me, let me share with you something that happened in my life. When I turned 50 a couple of years ago, I have been listening to Apostle Theo and speaking to him, and he said to, this to me, Pastor Johnny, the spirit will live forever, as we know. And if we, with our bodies, want to live with our spirits for a long time, we need to take care of our bodies. And I realized at the age of 50, I said, you know what? I need to get rid of some of this weight, which I can feel right now as well. But in any case, uh, I need to get rid of this. And so I started to understand the why, 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 why that I have to commit to living healthy. And I started then to run and I realized that the reason why I want to be healthy, the reason why I'm running is so that my body can keep up with me as I grow older. That is understanding the why. So I'm asking you today the question, why should you commit to 2021? Why should you commit in your relationship with God? It's, uh, uh, it's, it's true that in the world all around us, you have to know why you are doing things, why you are studying, why you are taking a certain course. You have to know why you are applying for a certain job. You have to know why you are dating someone or shouldn't be dating someone or wanting to marry someone, amen? It's important to know the why. You have to know why you are doing a certain thing and not the other thing. So it's hard to commit if you don't know why you have to commit. And if you do not know the purpose or the goal. So if in my case, I knew I wanted to get healthy, I wanted to live long, I don't wanna be an old man, I wanna be a young man, and so therefore I need to understand and I need to exercise. So I, I, I know the commitment and I know the why I need to commit. Look what the Bible says here, if we don't do this. It says, it's true that I once relied on all that I have become. And that's the danger that we think we can fix it. I remember when I was 30 years old, how many of you would now uh, 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 will be able to relate to this? When I was 30 years old, I thought I could run through a wall. I thought that my body will never give in. <laughs> Amen. And so, uh, and, and, and that's just the way that you think. But many people don't think of committing a life to God. And here's what, what can happen. I had a reason to boast and impress people with my accomplishments more than others for my pedigree was impeccable. 
So we think our lives can speak louder than our relationship with God. You see, in committing to God, this is all about pressing towards the goal. The goal is living in heaven with Jesus one day. So my question is, do you know why you are committing your life to God? Maybe you have committed it. Maybe it's been watered off over this Christmas period. Maybe you've completely backslidden and you need to recommit your life. You have to know your goal so that you can stick to your commitment. I know health is my goal and that is my commitment in running. What is your commitment? What is your goal in sticking in your relationship with God? Look what it says here. To be committed to God, our goal should be knowing who Jesus is. Being committed to God is to know Jesus, not just to hear about him, but is to know him intimately, to know him by experience. And that's what we do here at Christian Family Church. Number one, we create an environment where you can know God. And how do we do that? By experiencing great weekend services. All right, so point number one is make a commitment and understand why you are gonna commit. The second thing that we're gonna look at is You've got to search before you make a commitment. In other words, you've got to ask, what is my purpose? What is your purpose, I ask today? You know, 80% of people today do not know themselves and their purpose. In that case, if they've had bad uh, 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 practices or bad behaviors or bad uh, experiences, or bad character manifestations, they do not know what to change to become better human beings again. You see, if you do not understand your purpose, then you'll think bad practices, bad behaviors, it's all okay. That's why some people, um, I mean, they look like a matruist, man. You know, uh, 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 they don't care. They don't see this wrong. They don't know why they should change. They don't understand their purpose. So in other words, we got to discover our purpose. As I said, 80% of people do not know their uh, purpose. Family, if there was 10 people sitting in a room, eight people would not know their purpose. That could be you. You see, only Jesus can reveal your purpose. We are all in need of a savior and none of us are good. Look what it says in Romans 3 verse 2, as it is written, there is no one righteous not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. So people, when they don't understand their purpose in their relationship with God, they don't see God. All have turned away and they have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. That's in the Bible. Now, family, let me bring it to you in modern day uh, lingo. Unless you recognize that you are sick, you will not seek healing. Unless you know that you're in trouble, you will not ask for help. And men, unless you know that you're lost, you will not ask for directions. (laughs) Amen, and all the women said amen. So until you accept that you are a person in need of a savior, the Bible says no one is good, not even one. And you will not desire a change of heart because of that. So if you don't think 
that you're in need of a savior, if you're in need of God, you're searching, what is my purpose? You will not desire a change. Look what it says in Psalms. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offense, offensive way in me and lead me, lead me, lead me in the way of everlasting. I want you to know that God will lead you in the way of everlasting. Look what it says here. You would have to, you would have noticed that it is impossible to change yourself. You cannot change yourself. You need somebody to lead you there. You need somebody to guide you there. And here at the church, we can do that for you. Look what it says further on. It says, you will need an all-powerful creator. We can do nothing for you. Only God can. But you will need an all-powerful creator himself, the creator himself, to change you. Goes on to say, but unless you search deep inside and realize that you have grievous ways, you will not need God. You see, when you're caught up in your sin, you think you can get away with it and you think you don't need God. But until you realize that and you search deep inside, you will not have a need for God. I'm talking to those that have committed their lives to the Lord. I'm talking to those that are backslidden, to, uh, backslidden today. I'm talking to those that has never made a decision for Christ. But you know deep down in your heart, my life, this is not enough. This is, this is just not working in my life. I need to do something different. Something has to change. Don't let it just be a New Year's resolution, family. Make a decision. How can I do that? Well, very, very simply this. You can discover your purpose. And how can you discover your purpose? You can join us on the growth track. Every week here at Christian Family Church, we take you through four steps on how you can discover purpose, but also understand what it is all about so that you can fulfill God's calling on your life. Point number three, let's have a look at this. The cost of committing to Christ. I want you to know this, that Jesus is no salesman. <laughs> Let me explain that. Normally when you, when you have a salesman coming around to your house in the old days or when you go to a shop and they want to sell you something, man, they tell you about the features and the benefits of the product and everything else and it does this and it cleans the this and it does that and up and down and left and right and a guarantee for ever and ever and ever and ever plus one day and everything else. And then when you sign, then they say, oh, just yeah, check the small print here. You know, you just got to realize that. But if you break it and if you, after one year, the warranty is up unless you extend it. And so you don't realize the small print. So let me just say it again. Jesus is no salesman. He is not going to try and lure you to follow him only then at the right at the end to say, whoops, sorry, man, that I mentioned anything about hell <laughs> if you don't follow me. So Jesus gives us an open invitation to receive his free gift of salvation. But then a few verses later, Jesus in the book of Luke, he cautions the audience about the high cost of committing to discipleship. Look what it says here in, in the book of Luke. So don't follow me without considering what it will cost you. For who constructs a house before sitting down to estimate the cost to complete it? You've got to count the cost 
to follow Jesus. Jesus, look at this. Eternal life is free, family. But there is a price to pay for being one of Jesus' disciples. So Jesus puts the fine print up front. The cost of discipleship is high, but its benefits are priceless. Let me say that again. The cost of discipleship is high, but the benefits are priceless. In the book of Matthew, the Bible says, for if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives, in other words, not to change, and you only want to live for yourself, you will forfeit what you try to keep. So in other words, family, we got to stay connected to the vine and do not grow cold in heart. And I understand that it is easy to do that, especially over, over a com- or coming to the end of the year. I hear of so many people that are living in fear right now because of COVID. I don't know, should I take the vaccine? Should I not take the vaccine? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I go forward? Should I go backwards? I don't know what to do, Pastor. And people live in fear. Hey man, you just need to read the book of God. Commit your life. This is what it's all about. Commit, recommit. And God will lead you in the way that you should go. So we got to stay connected to the vine and do not grow cold and hot. And that's what we do here at church family, to help you find freedom. Because for a lot of us, you perhaps in fear. Fear is a spirit. We can help you to overcome that. We can help you find freedom. How do you guys do that, Pastor Johnny? Well, very, very simply, join our groups today. we got various groups in the church, from fellowship groups to interest-based groups to specifically freedom groups to help people deal with their yesterdays. So join a group today. Pretty soon, Pastor Greg is going to be talking to us about it in a couple of weeks from now, and we're going to be relaunching some exciting things about groups. So we see you there. But hey, Text us, 4991, put in the word groups or uh, email us at groups at cfcsa.co.za and we will make contact with you and get you connected. Get involved, understand your purpose. Number four, commitment requires endurance. And to do that, you have to run your race. If you're gonna commit in this relationship with the Lord, and what, what am I talking about? Let me just quickly take a step back here. And, and then let me just talk to you about the fact we are talking about committing to a relationship with God. And for those that are backslidden or have not made any decision like that, first of all, recommitting and making a first time uh, commitment towards that. Commit and recommit. But if you're gonna commit, it requires endurance. I see so many people in January, everybody is jogging. I mean, you name it, everybody and its dog and kittens and everything, everything is jogging. I mean, you see them out there in the mornings, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, everybody. And in January, February, March, April, then in May, it gets a little bit cold. And I can see how their enthusiasm also gets cold over that time. But family, I want to say this to you. Don't make a commitment to God or recommit to God. Don't let it be a New Year's resolution. No. Make a commitment, but run your race. What would serve as our motivation for endurance and a lasting commitment? What would serve as your motivation for endurance and a lasting commitment? It says here, in our race, 
we run in our not yet condition. We're not yet perfect towards the goal of having completed already position in Christ. We're already saved. We're already whole. We're already healed, whatever it is. So from not yet to already, that is our position. And that is your commitment that you can run in with the Lord. That maybe you're not there yet, but as you run the race, you can achieve already in Christ. And if you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior and make that commitment to him today, family, you're already there. You're already saved. You're already born again. You're already healed. You're already set free from sin, from fear, from whatever it might be. That is your position in Christ. Now, in Philippians 3, the Bible talks about it this way. It says, Paul speaking here, he says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So I press towards the goal. Run your race because God has called you heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, here in this verse, Paul paints himself as a, a, a runner mid-race. The middle of the laps is the most challenging. For any of you that have run, say, a marathon or a half marathon, when you get to like 18 Ks on a half marathon, or if you get to like 35 Ks on a marathon, I tell you what, you don't feel like you're going to make it. I mean, it feels like it's the end. It's tough, and you want to give up, and most people do give up. And I want to encourage you, you commit, you recommit. You are running a race. And even when you get to mid-race, remember, you're not yet there, but you will be there when you cross the finish line. And that's your already in Christ's position. The middle of the laps is the most challenging. I understand that. Fatigue begins to set in and the optimism of winning or finishing well, <laughs> that was so strong and so confident in the start of the race, now starts to fade and you start to doubt and that floods your mind and you struggle with the attacks against your body. Now, the author of Hebrews reminds us that the runner's greatest need is those times, in those times is endurance. We have to run with endurance. In Hebrews 12, the Bible says this. There is, first of all, a great cloud of witnesses that are sitting in the grandstands of life. And as you are running your race, just imagine the cloud of great witnesses, those that have already gone on to be with the Lord, is sitting in the grandstands of life and they are cheering you on. They know that you are tired. They know that you want to give in, but they are cheering you on and saying, come on, you can make it. And they're cheering you on. Look what it says here. As for us, we, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Now, this is talking about things that will slow us down, so things that will influence our commitment, things that will influence our endurance to run our race. So we've got to let go of things that can wound us, family, and sin in which we can so easily fall into. You see, those are the things that allows you to walk away from the Lord. Have endurance. Stick it out all the way to the end. It's a new year, 2021. 2020 is gone. Let's commit. To, don't worry about what's happening in the world right now because that is not gonna help you on judgment day. You've gotta endure in your race from not yet to a position already in Christ Jesus. Amen, family? So what should serve as a motivation for an enduring and lasting commitment? What is the motivation? 
It should be the prize that awaits at the finish line. When the not yet, that's you and I, collides with the already. They've already finished the race, amen? And become the glorious what will be. That is God's promise to us. Look what it says in the book of 1 John. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination because we know we may be not there yet, but we will be there already. In time, we will get there to those that already have made it. For the path has been already marked out before us. The path is there, family. The finish line has been determined. We know how to run the race. Just know that God is with us. God is guiding us and he's leading us. Even though you want to give up, endure. Continue to endure. That means reading my Bible every day. That means praying every day. That means being busy with the things of God. Look what it says here. Beloved, Continuing in verse two, beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become while we're running the race of endurance. But we will know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like him, for we will see him as he truly is. As you run that marathon, there is a time where you come and you know, you see the end you see the finishing line. You see what God has planned and purpose for your life. And those promises, they are yes and amen. And that's how you see him truly. And that's how you, were, how you move from not yet to already. Where are you in that marathon run? Will you endure? Don't give up. My encouragement word for you today is don't give up. Endure. I know you might be tired. Yes, Pastor Johnny, I don't have enough time for this or for that. Don't, endure, don't give up. Endure, run your race. Look what it says here. If your commitment is waning, today take a lesson from Paul and remember your future. I'm maybe not there yet, but soon I will cross the line and then I will be with everyone that is already there. Point number five, you were created to be committed. Wow, God created you to be committed. God will be with you, family. God will be with you. Now, we, now here in this uh, portion, or, or at this point, I want to talk about Moses. Moses had an encounter with God in the burning bush. And Moses doubted himself. When God said, man, you can do it, Moses. You can do it, Moses. You can do it. He doubted himself. And look what he says. He says, what if they don't believe me or if they don't want to listen to me? What? I'm not eloquent in speech, Lord. Please send someone else. We can see Moses' hesitation because of his limitations. Those were all true things. Yes, he couldn't speak properly anyway. He lost all confidence while he was in the wilderness. And he needed someone to help him. But God realizes the way that he created Moses and how he's created you. So God almost becomes, can I use the word with permission? Uh, and I'll use it very carefully. He becomes irritated with Moses. Come on, Moses, you can do it, man. You can do it. My grandson always says that to me. Come on, grandpa, you can do it. And I'm saying now, God is saying to Moses, Moses, you can do it. Come on, enough with the excuses now. Whatever you give me, I'm gonna give you a solution for it. We understand that we have been created with limitations. So I'm perhaps not capable, you might say, or have limitations, but I want you to know we cannot say that. We cannot use that as excuses. God knows, but God will empower you. You were made by God the way he wanted you 
the way he wanted to create you. He gave you strengths and limitations. Nonetheless, he has great works, a great purpose, a great task specifically fitted for you. There was no one else that could deliver Israel out of Egypt, only Moses. Even though he said, I cannot do it. God has confidence in you, family. Now, if you feel that you can't, remember Moses. He said he can't. I've got limitations, but God empowered him. God helped him. God gave him the anointing, the ability, the endurance to run the race. In Ephesians 2, the Bible says this, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared, God has already prepared in advance for us to do. So how do we do this? I can make a difference like Moses made the difference in the lives of the Israelites in, 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 in Egypt. You can make a difference. How do I make a difference? You can join our dream team right here at Christian Family Church. But Pastor Johnny, I'm not qualified. Yes, you are. But Pastor Johnny, I, I don't know how to speak to people. We'll train you how to do it. But Pastor Johnny, I'm not sure that if, uh, if people will accept me, they will. We will train you how to do it. Come and make a difference with the life. This is about commitment and about recommitment. I'm gonna say something. For too long, I'm gonna just be bold out there. Come on, I'm just gonna be bold right now. I've got five more minutes left. I'm gonna be bold about this and say, family, there are too many of you that are not committing let alone recommitting. And we need to stop sitting on the sidelines and cheering on the rest. We need to start running the race ourselves. Come on, you need to get up and start running with us. Make a difference in God's team. Point number six, recommit. Now I'm talking to you. Now, very important when we talk about recommit, there are items, circumstances, and events that distracts us from our commitments. What are the things that we forget sometimes? <laughs> My wife always says to me, did you remember to do this? Oh, I, I, I forgot. Did you tell me? I'm not sure you told me, okay? There are things that we forget sometimes. Uh, is it perhaps that dinner date with your loved one that you, an hour late, you forgot about, ah, I'm gonna run, got a dinner date with my wife. You forgot to pick up that book at, at the bookshop or, or buy that gift for somebody's birthday. You forgot about, you forgot to study for your exam and now you're questioning why you got 0%. <laughs> and the list goes on and on and on. And we quickly forget our commitments, family. So often there's something better that comes around and we commit to say, Lord, every morning at five o'clock, I'm, I'm gonna be spending quality time with you. But then something interferes in our quiet time with us. We quickly forget our commitment. Come on, I'm speaking to the church worldwide today, but to you, Christian Family Church, I am pleading with you. Do not forget your, your, your commitment. In our Christian life, we forget our commitment with God. We miss one thing in our relationship with Him. And in time, we recognize, we have to recognize that we've drifted a bit far from him. And sadly, that is our fault. Yet God keeps on reminding us, look at it this here. God keeps on reminding us through circumstances, through a sermon like today, through a song that perhaps that you sang, through a social media post, a message from a friend, probably through a life crisis and 
most importantly through the Bible stories and passages. Recommit your life to Jesus before it is too late. Look what it says here in Revelations. It says, consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. And if you do not repent, listen to this, this, this scripture. I say this with fear and trembling. Listen to this family. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. The thing that gives you preeminence, the thing that gives you light. Look what it says in the Passion Translation. Think about how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place of influence if you do not repent. That is a hectic scripture. We have to live a repenting lifestyle, continuously living in right standing with God. I don't want my influence to be removed because I didn't want to repent. Number seven, rest in God today. We need physical and we need spiritual rest. You see, family, we need physical rest from the week of work. But you also need spiritual rest. We need joy, not just happiness. We need peace. We need love. We need patience. We need hope. Physical rest can wait for the weekend. But spiritual rest, we need every day. We need to be at peace with ourselves and with our God. Look what it says in Hebrews. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, the rest is there for you. You can enter in. Don't be disobedient. Verse seven, it goes on to say, God again sets a certain day calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David as in the passage already quoted and says, today, if you hear this voice, today, if you're here to commit to God, if you, today, if you're here to recommit, do not harden your hearts. God can give you rest, family, for your souls. He said a certain day for that. Every day, today, you can have rest, <laughs> spiritual rest. No need to wait for church on weekends. Today, you can come to him. Are you bothered by your past? God says, I accept you and I will forgive you. Pray for forgiveness today. Do you have problems weighing you down? Call him today. Are you afraid of the future or are you in a hopeless situation? Call him today. He is your hope. He is your strength. He knows your future. He can give you peace. Call on him today. And in Matthew 11, the Bible says, are you weary carrying a heavy burden then come to me, I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Look what it says here. Learn my ways, and you will discover that I'm gentle. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. A life with God is easy and pleasant to bear. I want you to know this, family. God is your Sabbath rest today, every day. So why don't you 
commit. And if this is your second time that perhaps you're doing this, why don't you recommit in your life to God? Let me summarize the seven points. One, understand why you must commit. Number two, search before you commit. Number three, count the cost of commitment. Number four, commitment requires endurance. Run your race. Number five, you were created to be committed. God has got a plan for your life. Number six, recommit today. Don't be on the sidelines. Don't be unrepentant. And number seven, rest in God. What are the things that I can do, Pastor Johnny, to commit or recommit? Well, I'm so glad that you asked it. Number one, what you can do is the following. Step one, commit, recommit to your relationship with God. Wherever you are, I'm gonna ask that question in a minute or so. Secondly, commit or recommit to 21 days of prayer starting tomorrow on the 4th of January. Our prayer groups are ready. Pastor Greg and Tracy are ready to lead you into the groups. But every morning at 8 p.m., we will be praying 21 days. We will be praying specifically for specific things over 21 days. Come ready, come expectant. And then step number three, what can I do? is commit, recommit to 21 days of fasting. I'm not asking you to fast for 21 days. Maybe you can only fast one day. Maybe you can fast for three days. Maybe you can fast for seven days. Maybe you can fast breakfast and, and, and supper or lunch or something. You can do something. Commit to 20. You want a breakthrough? Bring something to God so that you can break through that situation. Every head bowed, every eye closed at this time. I'm gonna make an altar call for those of you that have not committed in a relationship with God. For those of you that have backslidden, you're no longer serving God the way that you should and you wanna make a recommitment. My call, my, my, my discussion is to you today. If you wanna receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, you wanna commit your life or if you wanna recommit your life, if that is you, at the count of three, wherever you are, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand or say in your heart, that's me. Are you ready? Remember, run your race. Endure. Repent. Are you ready? I wanna to commit to a life with Jesus or if I've backslidden, I want to recommit. If that is you at the count of three, one, two, three, raise your hands wherever you are. In the spirit, I see hands going up all over the world. Thank you, Jesus. Now, for those people that have committed or recommitted their lives tonight, I want you to say, if you can, say it out loud. If you're by yourself, do that. I don't want to embarrass you, friend. If you're with other people, say it in your heart. Right now, nobody's moving around. Put down that cup. Don't move around. The braai gaan eerst bieke later wees. We're busy with the things of God right now. Say this prayer with me. Father in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I come as I am. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me. He took my place, went to hell, and paid the price so I can be free. I receive that Jesus and I believe it in my heart. I confess you with my mouth. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. And I receive you as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, 
We hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.